0: There is one mission, there is one goal, to educate and empower women and girls. I'm Latasha Nicole, and I'm the host of Her Rules, a new podcast that will connect generations of women together to inspire and motivate each other. We'll discuss love, money, relationships, and everything in between. It is my belief that when a woman makes the rules, she changes the game. All right. Hello. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Her Rules, a talk show for women, where we having a conversation amongst generations of women. I am Latasha Nicole, and I am your host today. I am the owner of Pivot Point Publishing, where I help women to tell their stories and write their books. I am also the executive director of Pearls and Gems Elite, which is a non-for-profit mentoring program for girls ages 9 to 14. Today I have three guests on my show, and on the show Her Rules, I'm going to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. Uh, We will start all the way down to my right. (laughs)
1: Excellent. All right, so my name is Olivia Jones. Um, I am currently a program facilitator at Girls, Inc. of Chicago, um, which is a nonprofit that introduces girls to STEM and introduces them to um, ultimately be strong, smart, and bold. Um, And what that means is taking on roles within male-dominated fields, um, whether that be mechanic, engineering, technology, whatever it is, whatever their heart desires, our job is to mentor them through that process. Um, And I'm also a MSW student. I'm getting my Master's of Social Work from Chicago State University. Um, I graduated from Howard University. And I am the millennial. This
0: is our millennial today. <laughs> hey Olivia. Hello, hello.
1: Oh, I'm also um Mama Tasha's other daughter.
0: <laughs>
1: I she played a this huge role in my life.
0: <laughs> but
1: she But stuck Ari with me and, I and I are 10 plus friends, 10 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only twenty four. So
0: <laughs> they go way, way back. Yeah.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Danette Davis, and I am the CEO of Dimensions Educational Consulting, LLC. We are based out of Dallas, Texas, but we extend our tutoring and college planning services in the city of Chicago as well as
0: Atlanta. Okay, welcome.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Reverend Andrea Horton. I am an ordained minister. I am staff chaplain for Women's Health at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Um, I do a lot of research around storytelling, story writing, and how that affects and helps, especially Black women, in the healing process, physically, mentally, and emotionally. I am a writer and a blogger, so you can check my blog out at Andrea Horton Esq. at the dot site dot com because i'm also a licensed attorney i don't take cases i don't represent people i'm not going to court <laughs> she's not taking represent cases, y'all. your little <laughs> nephew that caught a case i don't do it okay um, but i am happy to be here so i should also say that andrea is
0: also a co-author in the upcoming book yes. that we have coming out sis stand on my shoulders which was the inspiration behind the podcast. Sit Stand On My Shoulders is a collection of letters that are written to the 20-something year olds. That's why we have a millennial on stage with us, so we can continue the conversation. The book is written by women that are 30-plus years old, and it will be out, shameless plug, September 7th. Go to sitstandonmyshoulders.com. Come out to our book launch event. Join us. We're going to have a good time. But let's go ahead and get into today's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And what we're talking about today is put some respect on your name. Not on my name like Birdman said, but put some respect on your own name. We're talking about the self-love journey. But before we get into it, y'all know we gotta stop and do what's the tea. So everybody up here got their T-shirt on. And we all gonna talk about why we chose to wear the T-shirt that we wear and what it represents for us. So let me go ahead and get started and then we'll start back to the right with Olivia. So my shirt says, just a woman from Chicago. This is one of the shirts from our t-shirt business, Say It With Your Chest Tees. Um, We did have this custom designed and what it represents for me is uh, the ability to do anything. You know, we all come from a place and we can all do whatever we wanna do and go anywhere. So anything that I do, anybody can do it. Anybody that tries and achieves and strives can do it. So just a woman from Chicago represents the everyday woman doing her thing. Um, Okay, I don't want to get it wrong, but
1: my shirt says, um, I am my ancestor's wildest dreams. Um, What it represents to me is I am four generations removed from slavery, um, and I carry that with me everywhere I go. Um, I went to a historically black university where I walked on campuses where some of the first black women to ever go to college walked. Um and I'm sure that my great great grandmother to see me now today um, have a college degree working on a second degree, um, going to school, going to work, um, being productive, being a good citizen in society, um, understanding what social justice is and as social a social worker, justice. that being a pillar of being a social worker and what my pledge is, and when I will become a social worker, what the pledge will be, um, understanding that I'm going to make history, okay. um, and I, I I bet she could only imagine like, oh, my great great granddaughter is going to be a philanthropist one day. She
0: probably. Um, never
1: <laughs> like, she never you know, and that, so yeah. I take it to heart. I, I wear my class ring every day. I have her initials in it. Um, and so it means a lot to me to have progressed where I've progressed, and to kind of be that role model for people. People tell me all the time, "You're being, you're awesome. Like you're awesome." But then when you read the shirt, it's like, "Yo, I'm awesome.
0: Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm Put some awesome. respect yep. On your name.
1: Yep. So that's why I wear my shirt because I'm breaking bounds every day and do
0: your thing, girl.
1: Did it. Nice. Um, so my shirt says, "When you see her, know that's me," and it's signed by God. And this basically represents every step I take, everything I do, he's involved in it, he initiated it, he's covering it, and protecting me through every area of my life. Um, Seven years ago, when I started my business, um, it was an idea. It was a dream. Starts with a dream. And a lot of people said to me, just continue to teach because I'm they wanted you to stay in to your con- job, Stay in, in the classroom, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. continue to teach. Don't leave elementary ed. You're great at it. Don't go to higher ed. Stay, stay with the
0: stay babies. Stay where it's comfortable.
1: Yes, stay mm-hmm. with the babies. You don't and- grow when you're comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely not. So what I decided seven years ago, I formed Dimensions Educational Consulting, and I did it with God by my side.
0: And we should mention about the upcoming event that you are having this Saturday. She is in Chicago for a specific
1: purpose. Tell them about it. I am. So um, on Saturday, August 24th, on the campus of Chicago State University, we will be hosting our College Ready College Planning Conference. And the conference uh, focuses on every area of preparing students, parents, and administration for the college experience, the application process, and we're gonna have a great time from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Um, and hopefully, you guys can come out and invite some high schoolers to come and join you as well.
0: Yeah, if you know some high schoolers, have them come out. I'll be doing a workshop there. Yes, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. We're
1: together again.
0: Reunited. <laughs>
2: Go ahead. Um, my shirt says, Defining Myself for Myself. Mm-hmm. Then it says, Thanks, Audrey, to not to Audrey Lord, who is a black. Feminist um, writer, activist, and thinker. First reason I wore this shirt is because it was designed by a black woman who has her own company. So shout out to my so my girl um, Chrissy Teresa Conceita philosophers philosopher. of her is her company. I like it. Um, but uh, the reason, the other reason why I wore this shirt is because um, in so much being over forty now. For so much of my life, I think that we are taught and given narratives about who we are, especially as black women. Um, I did mention a project that I'm working on as I'm curating a book with other black women. We're telling a story, our stories of what it, the word strong means to us, because I think that there's this myth about what it means to be a strong black woman. And I literally see in the hospital every day, the results of us ingesting that myth.
0: Oh, wow. We just talked about that last week, about yeah. taking taking in and taking on
2: other people's taking on other people, and struggles. But yeah. we think that that's who we have to be. Mm. Um, Put some
0: respect on your own name, exactly. self-care, self-love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So now that we got the introductions out the way, mm-hmm. let's get this party started. Y'all ready? Yes. Do so it. I'm super excited about today's show. Uh, we got a couple topics to talk about. But before we get started, I just got a question for everybody. Who got the best chicken sandwich? Oh my god. Is it is it Wendy's? Is it Popeye's? It's not is Wendy's it Chick-fil-A. It's not Wendy's. Who, who got the best chicken sandwich?
1: <laughs> it's me. I'm cooking my own. Ooh. chicken. I'll come into your house. Cause no it's in it's in best I don't eat chicken. So you don't eat chicken. I don't eat chicken. Okay. The
2: Popeye's sandwich does look fine, but I don't eat chicken.
0: I had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It didn't excite me. No. Mm. I wasn't excited. Oh. It, it excited you little? Listen. I
1: was, I went back for a second one the next day. Lie. That pickle?
0: The pickle? Chick-fil-A got <laughs> the, the pickles. They okay, do. so
1: my thing about Chick-fil-A is, I, so I'll read you this post, because oh, I feel man. like this post explains it perfectly. Um, I'm in a group chat with my line sisters. We are accountability partners. And one of them said, I hope y'all not out there eating on these chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I had to, you know, I had to come clean. I had to. Okay. (laughs) But, so it says, okay, let me break it down for the people who haven't had a chicken sandwich from either Chick-fil-A or Popeyes. Chick-fil-A sandwich tastes like it was cooked by a white woman named Sarah, who grew up around black people. The flavor is definitely there, but Sarah cares about your cholesterol so she's careful about the breading and the grease content. Mm-hmm. Popeye's chicken sandwich tastes like it was cooked by an older lady named Lucille that serves on the Usher board and has 12 grandkids and calls her Medea. Medea mm-hmm. don't care about your cholesterol she because like God's holiday. in control. And so that...
0: That's the difference. <laughs> So I saw, it is good. I saw a post on Facebook that said, y'all just think Popeye's chicken sandwich is good cause y'all got poor taste buds. Wow. Mm, so
1: listen, <laughs> I am cultured, okay? My mom, I have been to France. I have tasted plenty of things. Oysters are my favorite food to eat on my birthday. I love steak. I have great taste buds, okay? I just don't eat mushrooms. <laughs> So, in my opinion.
0: Your culture. Opinion. Yes. Yes. Okay. My cultured
1: opinion. Popeye chicken sandwich is better. Alright. And so they open on Sundays.
0: Listen here. <laughs> well now you have a point there. Listen here. I feel like all of them, all right. I don't love any of the chicken sandwiches. I do like the chicken sandwich from Wendy's, but I don't like spicy chicken, so none of that oh. does anything for me, but I just had to get that out there. Let's <laughs> get this get this done, get this out the way. So we came here to talk about self-love. So as we get started, I wanted to share something that I saw um, on Facebook. Actually, I saw it. It was shared with me. It was a story about a lady who uh, hung a toddler And she also hit three men with her minivan. So she hung up. She was in Minnesota. This happened about 10 years ago, but about a month ago, she got sentenced. And she, um, so what she did, she had a toddler. She hung this toddler in her basement, put a noose around his neck, hung him. He didn't die. And then when she was trying to get away, she hit three, two or three people with her minivan. Wow. This lady ended up getting 10 years probation. No. No, no jail time. No, 10 years probation is what she got. And she got that because she, she tried to commit suicide, of course, during her trial and all of that. And she says she was this way because she was abused mm-hmm. by her spouse. So that, that put her in the position to be angry and upset. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of the problem when you don't put some respect on your own name and when Absolutely. you don't love on yourself. You put yourself in situations like this. You have this perplexed look on your face. i got to know what you're
2: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fully formed as a thought yet. <laughs> Cause I'm, because I do, um, because of the work I do across the, the board, hospital, minister, you know, you run into people that are all, all, experiencing all kinds of life issues, right? And so um, domestic violence is a real, it's a real issue. It's a it real is. problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that there are defenses, legal defenses that you can employ that has domestic violence syndrome or something like that. I don't want to misname it, you know, as a legal defense for your actions. For someone other yeah. than the person who is your abuser? That, well, yes, because it, they'll say that it, it can alter your mental status in such a way that it's, it's almost like um, you're acting out of a traumatic or post-traumatic uh, kind of, you okay. know, okay. whatever. But that's what I was gonna say. So it would be easier for me to swallow the result of that trial or that sentence if this were a, a she was trying to hit or hang her abuser.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then,
2: but it's a, it's a baby. A child. Yeah, she hung and a child. And then three people mm-hmm. who had nothing to do with what happened to you. Like, I get it. So um like i i I understand the defense but i i think that's really lenient and i don't i don't want to go there too hard but was she
0: white yeah she was you think that's the reason
2: i mean absolutely there's there's bias in the criminal justice system you you looking for the story
1: no i'm trying to share the facebook link
0: okay (laughs) did you see it were you able to share it
1: um, my friends in Philly are saying the link is not working.
0: Okay, are we live?
1: But I'm trying to share it via okay. message, okay, not via Facebook.
0: Yeah, we're live. Okay. So. so let's get back to it. So what are your thoughts, Jeanette?
1: Our system is definitely flawed, and I'm piggybacking on everything that you just said. However, I do believe that at some point, we have to start holding elected officials a- accountable for the decisions that they're making. Someone, some elected official, a judge, a prosecutor, defense attorney, whomever was involved in that case, made a poor decision. They shouldn't be reelected. Mm. Okay. okay. And that's where the problem lies. A we poor decision as to give her ten years of probation. To give her okay. probation. Okay. Absolutely. You agree, Libby? Um. So, coming from my social work viewpoint, mm-hmm. my first question was, did she have a mental illness? Did we, did we even talk about or think about um, her mental ill? Maybe. Um, untreated mental illness, domestic violence. I did a 40-hour domestic violence training, so I'm domestic violence trained this summer. <laughs> um, and listening to some of the stories. Um,
0: it's real, it's definitely People real. go,
1: like, and I can only imagine that being a trigger or something that stimulates an onset of a mental illness. Okay. Um, So when we think about placing someone in jail and doing things like that, I'm very hesitant to automatically say she should be placed in jail for the rest of her life. Okay. Because whether she's willing to speak on her story or not, we don't know exactly what was going on in that household.
0: Agreed. So the Um, thing is, is that no one actually died as a result of this. mm -hmm. So I, I can understand her not going to jail for the rest of her life however 10 years of probation what what does that even come with like what do you what how does she how do we know this isn't going to happen again exactly how do we know that whatever stress or trauma or whatever situation that caused her to do this the first time is being resolved exactly and and that kind of relates to what we're talking about today when we're talking about self-love and self-care when you're in a traumatic situation how do you help yourself
2: Mm-hmm. What type of ways can you help yourself when you're experiencing trauma? Well, I think one of the things is that you might not be able to. Right. And so, I mean, I think to your point, she might not be able to. Mm-hmm. And so, even short of jail, there are other she she could have been directed to a hospital, absolutely. you know, say. because she might not be able to do what she needs to do in order to care for herself. And I absolutely believe that there is some underlying mental illness or some mental illness induced by, even if it's depression, uh-huh. that induced by what she went through. But it's evident that you can't care for yourself. Like things happen and sometimes we just can't. And mm-hmm. so the responsibility then of the court, yes. and we don't know what the conditions of her probation are. Correct. She, might have right. to be, she might have mandated mental health treatment. Mm-hmm. She, treatment. She might have other mandated things to remediate or address some of the stuff that was going on. But it is the responsibility of the courts. If she cannot do that for herself, then they need to be able to get her to a place where she can help. Uh, she can get the help she needs. But also that while she's getting that help, that she doesn't have some kind of relapse, and then something else happens to somebody else.
0: So you know we have that mental health stigma, and we have that problem with going to get the help that we need. So that's a big problem as well in in our community especially as women, as black women, we're doing better. Black men are not really good at going to get the, the mental health help that they need. But what other ways can you, as, as yourself, if you're dealing with, and we don't necessarily know that we're depressed. We don't always know what depression is. We don't know what it looks like. What kind of things do you do to make yourself feel better when you're in, when you're feeling bad or when you see yourself going down a slippery slope?
1: Having an accountability partner. Mm. Usually, those closest to you know when something is happening with you. Um, I do not have a psychology background. Mm-hmm. I am not a social worker. Um, you, just, you just know. I just know that every time I've experienced some type of hurt or loss or negative, had some type of negative energy, those closest to me knew first.
2: Usually, they saw the people change
1: in my behavior. You. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. they, I'm a shutdowner. Okay. So um, whenever I notice that I shut down, I will shut down on my friends. Um, I will shut down on school. I will shut down on anything that kind of makes me feel pressure.
0: What do you mean by shut down?
1: Um, I won't respond to text messages. I don't want to talk on the phone. Um, so when I start to see those signs within myself, I will sleep a lot. Okay. Um, I go to my mom's house.
0: Is that a coping mechanism for you, sleeping a lot? Because what you're saying describes kind of depression.
1: I don't want to necessarily say it's a coping mechanism, rather, it is a symptom of my depression.
0: Okay. So, how do you um, help yourself to come out of it? My,
1: usually my first step is I go to my mom's house. Okay, get around um, somebody. She is my, my sanctuary. Okay. Um, So I'll go lay in bed with her and I'll try to fake the funk for like five seconds and then she'll hit me with the Cause she can see so, right through you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's wrong? And mm-hmm. then I'll just spill my guts. Um, or talking I'll, I'll about pace, it. I'll start to walk out. Now that I live with her, I'll go into her office right after work and I'll start to pace. And she'll be like, okay, so what happened today? So
0: that's that's a good one, talking about it, getting it out. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions?
2: Um, I definitely do that, I, I, but I write. Writing for me is, mm. is therapeutic. And so even in my counsel with patients at the hospital, um, especially for us, for black women, uh, a lot of times, we don't feel like we have, it's, we always feel like we're burdening somebody to have somebody listen to what we're going mm, through, right? That's good. And so, to combat that, like, that's part of my job is to sit there and listen and to help guide people through, like, difficulty. But then I'm like, well, why don't you write it down? And then nobody has to see it. But for me, writing has always been, like, cathartic. It's always been therapeutic. So writing I feel like is it's definitely therapeutic. When I write it.
1: I'm not there you know Generally. but i think it's because i'm in school so whenever i'm writing it's like i'm you're over it at, at, yeah i'm just done writing right now maybe when i graduate then i can go back to therapeutically writing but like anytime i start thinking about writing i'm like papers school, so you need to talk books. about it for you yeah i need to release i need to talk about it um i need to clean cleaning is therapeutic
0: like, i used to i I'll, I'll rearrange my furniture yeah i used to like to paint my house I would paint my house, and just that gets you, kind of frees your mind, gets you moving and thinking and flowing, and it allows you to get out of that funky yep. space. Definitely. Okay. So let's start here because we, we kind of jumped into that story. But what I want to know is how do you define self love? What, what does self love mean? What does that look like for you? We can start with you, Liv, if you got an answer.
1: Um. I am going through the process of relearning self-love right now. Um, I was just in an eight-year relationship. And you're 24? And I'm 24 years old. It's a long time. Um, there were some toxic things that went on where I took on a lot of his stuff, like y'all talked about last week. And I forgot who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I gained weight. I became an emotional eater. Um, and so self-love for me right now is... Knowing my triggers, mm. and knowing that I have developed coping mechanism, mechanisms that get me around those triggers, okay. um, remembering that in self-love, it also means placing myself around people who love me, mm-hmm. um, and who have continued to show up for me, because they're teaching me how to show up for myself, okay. um, and just realizing that I'm not perfect. None and of us are. Um, accepting my flaws. I'm a Virgo, so it is hard to accept my flaws. But I'm enjoying the process of accepting my flaws and realizing that um, people can wait on me. So if it takes me 15 days to process one conversation, it's gonna take me 15 days to process that conversation. And within that process, I have to continue to love Whatever emotion and experience whatever emotion I'm going through. You gotta and, experience be with yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. and experience it. Yep, and experience it in whole. I've been trying to tell my mom, like, it's okay to experience
0: every emotion. It's a lot, though. You know, dealing with those emotions and feeling those feelings, it's a lot, but you have to be gracious with yourself. Yes. Oftentimes, we are more hard on ourselves yep. than we are on other people. We let other people continue to do things to us that we would not allow ourselves Or to even do. tell us it's not okay to be mad. Like, yeah. girl, this
1: happened to you Yes, two days ago. Why
0: are you still mad about it? And nobody because can Because I'm you still how processing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no one can tell you how you feel or how you should feel. I used to struggle with that. I actually used to call my friends like, I'm mad. Am I wrong for being mad about right. this? Right, no. Should I be mad about this? And nobody can tell you how you should feel about something. Yep. So, Danette, we're going to go to you. One of the ways that
1: um, I have exercised practicing and having self-love is by extending grace to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, recently decided in my household, I have three children, three um, young ladies, and we are practicing extending grace to others. Mm-hmm. And so I'm you know, talking to them daily, sharing with them how important it is for us to extend grace to others, even if we feel like they don't deserve it. Well, in the process, I began to really think about how I don't show myself grace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I kind of beat myself up. All the time. That's what we do. I have going on as a parent, Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. I'm a doctoral candidate. So, having a lot of different things going on at one time, I just last week decided, you know what? I'm going to extend myself some grace. I'm going to just take the day off and nothing's going to get done. I think I texted you. It's okay. It's okay. So that's, so that's extending grace. That okay. would be
0: my response for you. So for me, it's treating myself in the way that I treat other people. Because a lot of times what we do is we'll give, give, give to somebody else. And then we're, our cup is empty. My cup is empty. I I know my my kids are grown now, but when they were younger, I never thought about me. I always thought about what they needed, what what we needed to do to get them to the next phase. And eventually that affected me. So for me, it is definitely paying attention to what I need, what I want, what works for me, and treating myself the way that I treat other people and the way that I would want to be treated. You have to treat yourself a certain way if you expect others to treat you that way
2: um i think what i started to do i just first of all i just want to commend olivia because i did not have the perspective to be able to do what you say you're trying to do for yourself at At 24. yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah and i've been with the same person now for 20 years and being with somebody for that long Um, you start to realize that you like it's harder to pull yourself apart from what you've been enmeshed in and harder to figure out how do I put myself to the top of the list and so what I found myself doing because God is funny and because you're a minister and you're a women's health minister and women are notorious for not taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. so I have to go in the room and tell people uh, Miss Susan why I, well It took you a whole year, and you would have a pain all over your body for a year, and you didn't go to the doctor? No, because I was taking care of everybody. You have to make yourself first. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so can I'm I,
2: saying this over and over. But
0: you're not living it.
2: But I'm like.
0: We learn to live in pain mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. That's why people, when they go to the doctor, they at stage four exactly. of whatever is going on, yeah. because they just been putting that Band-Aid on mm-hmm. and going on about mm-hmm. Their, mm-hmm. their business. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to hurt. You're not supposed to hurt physically. And when you're in a relationship with somebody, you shouldn't be hurting. Like it shouldn't, that shouldn't be a continual part of the relationship, whether that's a male female relationship, whether that's a girlfriend relationship, whether that's a a familial relationship, you're not supposed to be hurting. You need to figure out what the problem is and deal with that.
2: Yeah, because your worth and your strength is not measured by how much pain you can tolerate.
0: That's that's a fact, and I think last week it was one of the guests said that we we glorify the struggle. Absolutely. We we definitely we sit up and we like I can as you said I can carry everybody's problems on my back. Mm-hmm. They bring it to me. I got you. I'll help you. And meanwhile, what Erica Badu got that song Bag Lady? lady. We carry it around all these bags and these bags is breaking our backs. We're and it, them as badges. We're, so and we and we think we doing we doing something good. We think we doing a good thing, but really you slowly breaking yourself down, you slowly losing you, you slowly giving your power away. And what we gotta do is figure out how to stop that.
2: And right. can I say, from just from a spiritual perspective, if I'm talking about God, because that's what I get paid to do, what <laughs> my, but what, from a spiritual perspective, that's what the enemy wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And so you, the the enemy wants you to uh, to internalize this stuff, to take all this stuff on, to have yourself broken down, so that your full assignment in the earth cannot be completed because you're so busy giving out. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's that's good to say out loud because a lot of times we don't say these things, so people don't know them. Whereas we have an Olivia who's 24, maybe eight years ago when she got into that relationship, she would have known some things to look out for or some things to be mindful for had we had these conversations. And so it's important to know that you are not the bearer of other people's burdens. You are not the savior. You don't have to take on what they give you. You, you have the ability to say no. No is a complete sentence. It's a complete, it's hard, it's hard. It's definitely hard to just be like, hey sis, can you do this for me? No. Mm-hmm. Usually it's no, cause I gotta do X, Y, Z. Or we make up a lie while we can't help somebody with something. And there's, and the there's no need for that. Mm-hmm. No is a complete sentence and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay to be able to say no to somebody and if, if it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work for you.
1: I wanted to also add for Livvy, um, when once you say it out loud, you can then begin to do the work. And that work involves, like you stated, going to your mom's house, having that accountability partner, and really having an opportunity to just deal with each issue individually and not feel overwhelmed. Yeah. So that's good. And I, when I was your age, I absolutely was not as far along as you, okay? You're doing your work work real early.
0: psychology background. It is, because I'm a psychology major as well, and so psychology is such an interesting subject. You learn a lot actually studying psychology, and they have you looking at everybody sideways like, ooh yeah I diagnose so many people every Every day day. every Every day day. somebody somebody
1: you're not supposed to diagnose people yet you're
0: not (laughs) or diagnosing yourself like maybe I'm a little (laughs) bipolar is this manic you know yeah oh everybody got ADD for sure because we we so busy with everything so yeah it's definitely though taking that time to realize what you're going through Mm -hmm. and to own your own emotions and feelings so Another thing that I think with self-care and self-love comes self-esteem. So I have a question for you ladies and I post this on Facebook as I always do every week. What do you think about plastic surgery and self-love and self-esteem? Do you think they're connected at all?
1: I think that they can be. Okay. Um, I know people who have gone underneath the knife that are my age. Okay. Um, and... In my opinion, they are not people that hate themselves or that have low self-esteem. Okay. It was just I don't like this one thing and I got money to change it. They want to change it. And um, I'm not gonna lie. If I had money to change things, maybe I would change things. Okay. but instead, I'm gonna hit Planet Fitness
0: and, and you <laughs> get your work out of My school what's in your budget?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bad at that um but I, I always think about um i think everybody always thinks about little kim that's we that's where i was going mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm a little kim fan uh-huh. um, i love little kim um I actually, before every interview, I listen to a little Kim song.
0: Check you out. <laughs>
1: and it just puts me in a mindset, like, you that girl. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, and it's not about your looks. It's about how you carry yourself. It,
0: it's what's within. Confidence yeah. is what shines through. And
1: so I think she said time and time again, um, I never thought I was pretty.
3: And never, she was, though. I never
1: thought I was beautiful. She but looked better
0: before, honestly. Even just thinking
1: about her mm-hmm. relationship with Biggie and how that went, people were probably not telling her. Like in her deep circle, like you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up and I was getting my mom words of admiration every day. You're beautiful, you're mm-hmm. smart. I wish I was as beautiful as you when I was that age. I wish I knew I was as smart as you when I was that age. And so it turns out when I took my love language test, that's my love language words, words of, of affirmation.
0: affirmation.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it to my friends. I'm like, You're beautiful, like, we not you need today, that, but like, you know, you, you're you pop, you don't, girl. girl. Yeah, like you, you, you and it's just. To the point where they come to me sometimes to get they it from need, me. They need like, you to fill them Right up. then and there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but I'm such an organic person. Yeah. But I'm going to try to push it out for you. But, you know, I think that she missed, some people are missing that piece. And that's why if they have the money to change it, they're going to change it.
0: So I don't think that plastic surgery, a, a small fix here or there, is an issue. But when you completely change or alter how you look, yeah when you alter how you look um there are I, I saw this one lady I don't know who she is or what she was but she was originally a white lady yes. oh and then she turned into a black <laughs> she, turned she turned into into a, be a black, black lady woman with huge boobs. huge boobs and a huge oh butt that's a whole different situation or what's the show I watch um oh my goodness it's it's a show about, with the plastic surgeons botched. on bravo bust oh, yes and those people come on there and they change they want super big lips and super big butts, and that is different to me. Mm-hmm. That is, a is a I think, a self esteem issue. We have an audience. Wants to... I've had two sessions of therapy. Okay. Well, I mean, so your opinion on that is that you can do what you need to do? <laughs> well, that's my butt didn't up like they used to after kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, you want, you want it to enhance. You want to go back, take it back. Throwback Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback Thursday. I got it, definitely. Throwback Thursday so I can throw it back. Like throw it back, bang, bang. <laughs> like you know what, I can't deal, I can't. What do you think, Danette?
1: I think it could be both. Um, I do know people that have gone under the knife um, for health reasons. Okay. And in that case...
0: That's a whole different, yeah, that's right. a whole different situation. And
1: then there are some that desire, you know,
0: bigger, bigger lips, bigger but, butt. Yeah.
2: And your thoughts? Um, I agree. I think it could be both. Um, I keep thinking about this. Lizzo. I don't know. I've been listening to Lizzo. Like, she a Everybody Camry keep talking to Lizzo. about Lizzo. I, like, I, like I gotta Lizzo. check
0: Lizzo. Okay, I when I go home, Lizzo. I'm listening to Lizzo. Yeah. I don't she's, even know who it is. She
2: is yeah. out of she's, control. She's awesome. But she, I was listening to her the way here. Part of it because she talks so much about self esteem and self image and like loving yourself. And she has a song called um, Soulmate. Okay. Where she talks about like. Loving who you are when you look in the mirror, like your best, your soulmate, you are your soulmate, oh, your person. Mm-hmm. and so I feel like, okay, if you feel like what you need to do in order to love that person is to, to tweak something here and there, okay, but if you feel like I... And not a complete person because I'm not built. Cardi B is also. She went under the knife. She said she ain't had no butt. She ain't had no boobs, and she was trying to strip. So she, she did that, make for, that for business. <laughs> that it was was for business. That was a business, business. decision. <laughs> yeah. But if you feel like you are nothing unless you are built like that and you're going to do whatever you need to do to be built like that because you need to feel like you're something, that's a whole other issue because but that's not going to fix it. So either. I was just going to
0: say so my my counter to that is a lot of times they get these surgeries and they still have self esteem issues. Exactly. I mean, that's why they continue to get the surgery over and over and do more enhancements. Go ahead. You have something you want to add?
2: gastric bypass. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of those people they'll tell you they thought that the weight was going to make them feel better, mm-hmm. but it's deeper issues than that. That's weight. not the problem. Exactly. That's, yes. not, the problem. That's, not, the problem. That's not
0: the problem. It's, it's problem. oftentimes the reason why you're doing the eating or right. the reason why you do this. I think of uh, yeah it, it, and people don't deal with the actual reason for their for their their symptoms. They, they deal with what they think will fix it. If I lose the weight, I'll feel better. But the weight isn't your problem. Right. That's not the problem. Um, I think about that TLC. TLC got a song, Unpretty. Unpretty. You could buy right. your hair if it won't grow. You could fix your nose if they say so. Right. And you do all those things and you're still sad. And you don't know why. You look in the mirror and I don't know what some of these people see when they look in the mirror after these surgeries. You know, when you look at, at a, Michael Jackson or his sisters or you know I, I think that Michael Jackson was a nice looking man kid person I think Janet Jackson was pretty but they when you see your sister look like this why would you go to that same you want that look go, but y'all got
2: <laughs> I don't I don't know if you know but Mike's was deep-rooted He hated his father so much, and everybody told him he looked just like him. So he wanted to change his appearance.
0: Mm -hmm. He wanted to, and so that that speaks to what we're talking about. With the issue of you want to, your self-esteem is tied to that. You want to run away from what a problem is instead of dealing with it. Because, okay, so you change your face, you don't look like Joe anymore. Joe's still your daddy. He's still here, he ain't gone nowhere. Yeah, I mean, so he, he's still around, and Michael Jackson's legacy is forever tied to Joe Jackson's legacy. It can't go away. You can't run from it. So just going to, to put a Band-Aid on it by getting some type of surgery is not the answer. That's not the answer. Go ahead.
2: So to prove to you, to show you that the surgery wasn't the answer, he literally killed himself from pain meds. He because he was still, still hurting struggling with that issue he was still joe hurting ain't going nowhere you did all that surgery joe still here mm-hmm joe had some surgery too
0: jo- they all had they, they the, 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 nose. maybe they tried <laughs> to keep it in the family so right. we're well, gonna all go get this nose well,
2: well joe
0: said since mike did this we Let's all go. still they, gotta look all right we got it we uniform <laughs> we, we uniform do. we gonna stand as when well, we the jackson's 2300 Jackson Street. <laughs> we all gonna stand together and look crazy together, cause in my opinion, they all look crazy. Uh, but most people, I I can't say you know boob implants, butt implants, lip implants, all of that. That's different. But when you start literally changing your face, your skin color, that's a whole different level of. I don't know if I want to say self hatred. I don't. I don't know what y'all think. Pain, a pain point. Yeah, you got some, You got something. I don't know. I don't know if it's a pain point. I think that it's
1: it's no different than someone whose butt is big and they want to trim it down. They want to bring it, or down. it down. So, or, I, or you know, they're kind of overdeveloped. And they want to top. And they want to
0: bring it down. So I so though the breast reductions, I think that can be like a health issue. I've heard people have problems with their back and things like that and so they want to reduce the size of their breast. So I'm not I'm not against plastic surgery, but I do think that I don't don't they have to have some type of therapy or something like that? I don't, I don't know don't if they I do.
2: That. I mean, probably if you go to somebody that's reputable, they will recommend that you have some kind mm-hmm. of therapy or psychological eval before they'll do it. Supposedly with gastric bypass, they're supposed to do that with every gastric bypass patient. You have to go through a certain length of therapy before they'll do it. But if I'm 40 years old and I've been dealing with this, whatever's underlying for 40 years and you're making me go to therapy for six months, listen, God can do anything, but I'm just saying yeah. You know what I mean? It's right. you gotta, and you we gotta, know how to
0: bluff our way through stuff too. You know how to,
2: just because that's what you want to get to. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to get to. When I it,
0: think so. about the, the far extreme of that, I think about the people that's going over in other countries or they're getting yes. these butt shots in hotel rooms yes. for cheap. Or I think about Kanye West's mother. Mm-hmm. I think they advised her not to get the procedure that she was getting. And she went ahead and proceeded with that. I don't know what that was about because She was older, not, she wasn't a young person. She was older and she was educated. Right, she, I I mean, I know she died from the cardiac issue, but I'm saying what made her go ahead to have the procedure against the the doctor's
2: orders? I don't think we can put an age on desire. Yeah, you're right. But we also, we gotta remember that we live in a culture that is obsessed with youth. Yeah. And that there are very narrowly defined stands about what it means to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. True. And so until we, that's why part of the reason why I wore this shirt because to me part of self love is I got to be able to define whether you think I'm fine or not. I'm fine to me. You got to, Yeah. Define (laughs) yourself for yourself. And then when people reject that, be okay with that. Well, that I'm just not your cup of tea. Facts. You know you got to be able to do that, but it's such a narrow Mm -hmm. standard that we set, and we want to think that we're above it, but we're not, we we get pulled into it.
0: Yeah, you think that's a cultural thing? I do. You think it's a cultural thing? You think that we're coming from behind, so we feel the need in order to compete, even though other cultures and other races, they want what we got. They want, they want to get the bigger butts and the lips like we naturally have. So wh- who are we competing against? What do we want to be? Each other mm. and ourselves. Mm. Against ourselves. That's rough. That's rough. I, I think we all have had a, a time where we competed against ourselves. We, we downed ourselves. We didn't think that we were good enough to be in the room or at the table that we were sitting at. I think, and that's deep, that's that's real deep when you when you doubting yourself in a room that you deserve to be in, but you don't believe that right. you deserve or to be in in that. a room
1: that you really should be in because you could have your own table. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I bought this table myself, I don't need to sit <laughs> right. at your table.
0: I could buy my right. own table, but I'm downplaying myself right. to sit at your table for whatever to reason. To fit in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So tables, sitting at the tables and being in the room. Y'all know where I'm about to go? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So y'all heard this. If y'all was here a little earlier, if y'all was listening to the Lucas Twins podcast, Mm -hmm. your favorite Lucas Twins, we talked about Mr. Sean Carter and being at the table and being in the room. And so since we talking about self-love, I'm speaking about self-love of the culture. So I've been hearing that Jay-Z is a sellout because originally Jay-Z was standing with uh, Kaepernick and he was against what the NFL was trying to do. And as of lately, Jay-Z has now partnered with the NFL to be a part of their entertainment and their social justice initiatives. Do you all think that Jay-Z is selling out?
1: I don't. Um, I think that as a society, we are quick to label things because We just have to understand it in that moment. Um, And social media and text messaging and having instant contact to information um, makes it so that we're quick to process things. So um, we're quick to say he's a sellout when we don't even, we wasn't in the room. Mm -hmm. We don't know what his thought process was behind that. Um, And I think that as a culture, we are quick to ban people Mm. we're quick to um say oh well um what is it that we do now cancel him
0: oh yeah we cancel him
1: but what we have he not to invited to the cookout no more sometimes your, your level of thinking ain't they level of thinking mm. um, so
0: ooh, td jakes said yes. giraffes and turtles can't see the same thing they can't oh, they true. cannot wow. see the same thing so you can't expect a turtle to understand what a giraffe sees, right. because their line of vision is totally different. Right.
1: So I think we just, I I'm someone who I don't necessarily read into all this stuff, because I'm per, I'm a person that processes stuff on my own time. And then by the time I do get into it, that's when oh the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually this is what he wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then everybody wants to backtrack. Oh well, Jay Z was my favorite back when, and I knew this line, and I did this. But you were quick to jump off his bandwagon when you heard something from a source that wasn't even in the room. So not only is that not a primary source, it's a secondary source. Mm-hmm. And you as look a th- at this college student <laughs> over here. Right. She's been writing papers.
0: How,
1: how do you want <laughs> and to develop an opinion when you don't have you don't any know the primary facts. source? You don't know the facts. And you know, the only thing that when I when I talked about it to my coworkers, I said the only thing that I'm willing to talk about is the fact what came out of his mouth. What came out of his mouth was, "We are, we are past the kneeling stage. Mm-hmm. It is time for action." And I agree. With and that. I agree with that. I, I agree. That. We, we, we gonna be kneeling for 50 years?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. We not. It's time for some action. Okay. Dennette.
1: I, I don't think he's a sellout. Um, I do think that we, as a culture, have been conditioned to believe that we should only in we should only protest. Glorifying only the march. struggle yet again. We, and then once the march is over, once the sit-in is over, um, when another action item comes across the news, we've switched. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite cartoons uh, that I still watch with my 15-year-old um, is Home. And it's uh, basically a story about uh, a husband and wife, they grew old together, and uh, a dog that could talk. Uh,
0: it's called help. Home, H O M E. Is it on Netflix?
1: Help them. Mm, it, I don't think so. I have the DVD. Oh, i oh. <laughs> I've never heard I'm of old, it. I'm old school. So, um, and it, the dog is basically helping him to find his youth, okay, um, in his older age. And they walked, and they were just on a journey, and they were walking, and every time uh, something came up or distracted the dog, he would turn and his attention would be taken completely off of what he was trying to guide the man toward. Mm. And like one time they saw a squirrel, so he would turn around and say, oh, squirrel, or garbage, or, and I think that as a culture, that's what we do.
0: So we get so distracted. Mm -hmm. Instead
1: of focusing on the real issue,
0: Speaking of that, they said that news sources are saying that this Jay-Z situation was put out here just in time to be a distraction from the uh, other guy, the Ross guy, who was supporting Donald Trump. Right. So they, they're, they're saying that Jay-Z is being thrown under the bus by the NFL. They're, they're using him as a cover to smooth over relations with black people.
1: Well, I think he's a smart man. I That's what that I think. He is not a, is he a millionaire, billionaire? Billionaire a girl. Be. I don't think that he got all of that just from rapping. He didn't. Right out, right out of the Marcy um, Project. Mm-hmm. I think that he's very strategic mm-hmm. in what he's doing. And um, I look forward
2: to seeing the outcome.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think he is sellout?
2: I, I don't think he's a sellout. I think that, um, I think what everybody has said, like we don't know the conversations. I think that he's smarter than that. I do think that what we have to be mindful of is that when we get a seat at the table, and I think that this is where, I, where if, I, if I, I don't play devil's advocate, he got enough, I, he don't need no more, but if you're thinking about the flip side of the argument is when you are afforded a seat at the table, it's like, what do you do when you get to the table, right? And so, because we don't know what he's doing when he got to the table, that's my thought it's this it's this gap of information and so we don't know what he's doing we got to when he got to the table so we it 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 stirs all this ire because it looks like he's sold colin kaepernick does it make sense
0: so as from a financial perspective jay-z's already rich of course we can never have too much money Mm -hmm. but he's already rich he's already um, taking a stand for Black people. Why would he just all of a sudden flip his stance? So people yeah. are saying that he did this because it's a good financial
2: move for him.
1: Okay, I, it, absolutely, is a good financial but, move. For but him, him marrying Beyonce was a good financial <laughs> move for him business. as well. <laughs> <laughs> this, is,
2: this is what kills me, and it it kills me in the in the in this way, in the in the justice social justice movement. It kills me in the church. Why do we? Th- this money operate. This world operates on money. I would take the money. So why? But and people <laughs> rest- say, bro? Who, who bro. he's who's staying broke? He's but he's a responsible steward of his money too. <laughs> yeah. And so we're talking about him bailing people out of jail. We're talking right. about him getting paying defense funds for folks. We have. We're talking about him and his wife doing scholarships to HBCUs. That's why students. it doesn't make so, sense to me. So we we have we. We fall into the trap that the media wants us to fall in, into focusing on this really they do this to us and they have done this over the course of history. Right, and we think it's either Malcolm X or is Martin Luther King, both of them. Right, we Two think size. it's W.E.D.B. Yeah. Du or it's Booker T. Washington. It's both of them, and so there always has got to be an evil one and a good guy, so that we will not understand the power of what we're supposed to be doing. The together. power of the collective, and that black people—it's no one right way to do it. You throwing, She got.
0: <laughs> we got an uh, audience comment.
2: the money now i don't think he's a sellout but of course the money comes first because before he's for the people he's for the carters
0: yeah mm-hmm. a- as he should be again we talking about the topic of the show is put some respect on your own name and self-love and his family they eating but he won't what beyonce say um a whole bunch great, of great kids on, whole your whole of black list. on your on four list. list and Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I feel like if you can make the money and you can get a seat at the table, at least you in the room and you know what's happening. So, excuse me, should we not take a seat at the table because the people don't think it's a problem?
1: I think the people have a problem
2: Bobby from 79th would not be invited He to can't the come table. to the party. The reason why the NFL is inviting him to the party is not only because he has money, but because he has influence.
0: So we have to use our power.
3: Go ahead. I, I have a comment. Okay. Um, I don't think it's so much as people should be criticized for criticizing him. What they're doing is holding him accountable to some of the things he said and done. Mm-hmm. He was very instrumental when... With uh, the Barclays. With, with mm-hmm. the Barclays. And that was a real heavy gentrification time in Brooklyn. And his stake was done, which was only 1%, um, after Brooklyn acquired it. So it was easy for Brooklyn to usher in this whole new change if, for one, Jay-Z was on the forefront. Mm -hmm. Two, a lot of people that he's dealt with in the past from um, people in the music industry don't have a lot of good things saying about Jay-Z. About a lot of shady deals he's mm. done and everything like that. And not only that, just him outright boycotting the, the NFL at a time when now he's, you know, so a- embracing it. With that being
0: said, so he boycotted the NFL at a time and today he's partnering with the NFL. You don't think that's strategic? You think not- that he woke up one day?
3: I just think that there is some justification in holding him to what he said and his okay. actions. Okay. Everybody, you have more people defending Jay-Z, but he is hypocritical in some ways. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. what's yet to be seen is yet to be seen. We don't right. know exactly what's going to happen. But ownership in the NFL and the Major League Baseball League is completely different from the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a it's two totally different levels I've heard black people can get ownership in the NBA it's not easy there's no black ownership in baseball and this is the first step towards it in NFL
0: Yeah that was a conversation so this this debate has been going on in my house I live with a sports fanatic most importantly a football fanatic who is also a Jay-Z fan but at this point And I'm a Jay-Z
3: fan by the way Yeah
0: and so he's divided my my guy's divided on this he 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 doesn't know if he, how he feels about Jay-Z right now because he's saying in order to get into NFL ownership, the stakes are very high. It costs a lot of money to be able to do that. And he is saying that Jay-Z, does Jay-Z have that kind of money? What kind of deals did he make in the back office to be able to make this happen? And he also believes that Jay-Z is being used. Well, he's being used.
3: One more thing. If anything, the NFL has completed their objective because we're talking about Jay-Z going to watch the NFL to see what happens. So mission is complete. We're going to watch to see what happens.
0: I agree with that. But my biggest, and we're going to take a break. I know we need to take a break. The, the one thing that this time, yeah. oh, we already made it through. Check that out. <laughs> so my my thing, before we wrap up then, and we, we're going to leave Jay-Z where it is. I, as I said at home, let's revisit this situation in a couple months and see how it plays out. But what I want to do definitely on Her Rules, our topic was self-love and self-care and putting some respect on your own name. So before we go, I definitely want to leave a takeaway for our viewers and for our listeners on what ways you can show yourself self-love and self-care. On Facebook, some of the things that came up were taking yourself out on a date, treating yourself to flowers, you know, bubble baths, long walks. Is there anything else that you ladies would like to add as being able to give yourself self-love and self-care?
2: I I, I think those are good things. Self-care, I think it's been branded as this, like pampering yourself. Like, I'm not against a good massage. For me, the thing has been saying no without apology. Right. No
0: with th- no. It's a complete sentence.
2: Unplugging.
0: Yeah, unplug, disconnect.
1: Um, I write messages to myself.
0: Like Mary Jane. Um, you know, being Mary Jane, I she put those write them on notes. my mirror. Okay. Not on
1: post-it notes, but on my mirror, and I have um whiteboard wallpaper mm-hmm. that I have in my bathroom. And anytime I I receive a message from God, I write it on there. So right now it's, why do things come full circle? Mm -hmm. And then the three things that I'm grateful for, grace, joy, and love. Mm -hmm. And so when I read that in the morning, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, today's going to be a good
0: day. Today, Absolutely. So I think that those words of affirmation, if you are not familiar with your own love language, look it up. Take a test, figure out what your love language and treat yourself accordingly. Um, Hold yourself to a standard that you would hold anybody else to. Be sure to understand that you matter, you are important, you are valued. No is a complete sentence, I'm gonna say it again. No, that will save you so many headaches and heartaches saying no to things that do not work for you. Um, We're about to wrap up. Did anybody have anything that they wanted to leave? we are good okay well thank you all for tuning in to this week to her rules again as i say every week when i end the show when a woman makes the rules she changes the game see you all next thursday catch us live on facebook at 8 p.m central standard time talk to you soon